watching your one piece welcome back to we are watching one piece anime rewatch podcast for the rubber boy anime called one piece my name is joe and i'm joined as always by jory that's me <coughs> i'm jory that's, that's you we uh I love watching the Rubber Boy. It was fun. Mm-hmm. My my brother watched the last like four episodes with me earlier today. That was that was interesting. <laughs> Do you, is that it? Is that the whole story? Just that was interesting. Well, it, what are I, his I, takes? He he's really bored. He he's been really bored, and I think in a way he he just wants to spend more time with his older brother. So he just sat there and like messed on his phone and like watched during One Piece, and for the most part. He didn't seem to have complaints like he does when he sits and watches wrestling with me, so that's good. I was I was gonna say that like One Piece is pretty much more consistently better than wrestling, for, <laughs> and, and which it probably is like, true across the board. <laughs> but we are talking about a group of episodes where Nami doesn't speak once; she is just unconscious. Nope. So, uh, maybe not the best stretch of One Piece that we're in. I'm I'm mostly thankful he didn't notice uh how incredibly horny all the women's designs are especially yeah, that's good. especially when you when they have those flashbacks and you see what Sindri looked like before she was dead. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that didn't feel that bad to me in terms of I didn't feel like it was horny. Like it's bad. That section it, is is bad, but I suppose it's it's more of just like uh how Oda decides to draw women. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's across the board. That didn't feel like an a, like a revelatory moment. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just like par for the course, uh, which isn't necessarily an excuse. But uh, getting getting ahead of ourselves with talking about uh with, uh, talking about Sindri. That's that's later in uh, today's episode because we're talking about a stretch of One Piece. We're in the thriller bark arc, episodes three fifty five through. 364 just a lot of things keep happening uh yeah i i remember thriller bark well because it has a lot of cool story decisions and action set pieces some of them happen here um there are some highlights of this stretch of episode but a lot of it just kind of happens things things are just moving along like like i finished uh i finished watching the last episode 364 and i thought yep the stage is set. <laughs> Things will happen next time. Yeah, that's that's, that's most of what uh, I was getting from this is that mm-hmm. we're taking care of all the extra guys before we before Luffy has his final confrontation. When I I don't know if I can really ref- say he's having a a final confrontation with Moria because very quickly he just confronts him <laughs> in a yeah. way that feels almost anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, they, I feel like they're almost subverting the trend by letting Luffy just be around Moria for so long. Yeah. He's just, like, annoying him rather than... Yeah. They're, they're annoying each other. Uh, and I do... I just think I like that. Is it the, the structure of this arc is kind of interesting because it's setting up Ors as a big bad that they have to beat and also Moria. And it's kind of like, well, beating Moria will do everything, but Ors is still here and causing a huge problem for everyone. Yeah. So, it's a uh, I I I have I have some thoughts that I think will be best saved when we actually when we get to that point in yeah. these chunks. So the end. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a lot of remarks about the the usage of ores as we go through it because he is moving as of the as of where we <laughs> yeah. left off. Yep. He is um he's already just he's just about right now. Uh, but we open up this chunk of episodes three fifty five with uh some reminiscing about Loboon where we left off last time. It's a uh, essentially just a recap of the last episode, but they're all stoked. I, I like Luffy's uh, talk about how they have to have Brooke on the crew because he's like, he's a musician, he's a skeleton, he has an afro, he goes yo-ho-ho. Ho. Like, these are all, like, these are all winning qualities. He knows Laboon. And I love Luffy doing his impression of Brooke's yo-ho-ho. Ho. That's really adorable. Um, I, I just, I love Luffy's childhood infatuation with with the weirdos. Oh, absolutely. It's it, the it feels so much more like clear that he he can see like it, it it's done in a way that it doesn't feel patronizing like it does in a lot of western media where the the weirdo people are the ones who actually have a lot going on deep down inside of them where the the, the, to... the plot of Shazam <laughs> where L Luffy just of course, through Shonen Trump stuff, but he finds, like, the best people who would be just the best fit for him and his ragtag misfit crew. Yeah, he just he just makes friends with anyone who doesn't suck. <laughs> he thinks people that are different from everyone else are also the coolest. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and those, you know, yeah, it absolutely works when you have a lot of characters in this show with, like, trauma who have made them different in some way. <laughs> yeah. Brooke being, you know, a man who has died and come back to life. But anyways, he's a skeleton now. And isn't that cool? He does a <laughs> funny laugh. Cool. He's got good roots. But yeah, so they, the first episode here is pretty, like, the first chunk of it is just them, like, really making their plans, which obviously, I mean, it's not going to really happen. Uh, that's usually how this show goes. Like, Luffy, of course, yeah. going to fight the big bad. We know that's going to happen. But, like, I think it's in this... Yeah, in this first episode, they're already separated from the groups that they intentionally make. So. Yeah, like, they, they each have plans. I know uh, Frankie and Zoro want to go help out Brooke and fight uh, Ryuma. Yes. Sanji is angry that another man would take away his, his precious Nami from him. So he's mm -hmm. going Super Saiyan on fire, angry about it, and is going to go... Go fight Absalom. The absurdity of him continuing to explode, I feel like, <laughs> would would be funnier to me if I were not already skeeved out by the entire situation. I th I think it would be be funnier if Nami's situation, yeah, like like if Nami's situation wasn't nearly as gross. Yeah, like there's something <laughs> about like him being fired up just just for just for the goofs. Like if Nami yeah. or Robin is in some way spurring it on. But or or like when he fought Jabra, he was just he was. I mean, I guess he was trying to save Robin then too. But it wasn't it wasn't nearly <laughs> as upsetting for some reason. Whereas like this, I'm like I can't like his 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 horny flames of justice just don't just don't get the giggles when like <laughs> she is yeah. unconscious and uh, trying to be married against her will. It's just a little much yeah. right now. 
it it has strong uh weirdo protective dad vibes almost yeah yeah there's oh there's a there's a lot of weird gross men in this chunk of episodes and thriller bark as a whole like i do like i remembered it so much more fondly than i maybe should have because these things are just so ingrained into the plot oh well the action i do think is still good so yeah (laughs) <laughs> that is what I remember fondly, and I do think the best of it is still yet to come. So may- maybe the maybe once Nami is actually you know able to contribute in in some way, I I will again feel true joy, but <laughs> not to- not today. So anyways, yes, he's going to do that. I think Chopper is gonna help him. Chopper and Usopp maybe. Yeah, Chopper, Usopp, and Robin are all want to go help Sanji save Nami. Okay. That will not be what happens. And then Luffy is, he's just like, I'm going to get my shadow back and kick Moria's ass. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because I, you know, they're like, yeah, we got to get our shadows back. We're going to do it. Usopp's handing out bags of salt so everyone can purify zombies. And Luffy's like, yeah, fuck that salt. I'm just going to beat the shit out of Moria. Then everyone gets their shadow back. And they're like, Luffy, Luffy, he's, he's a warlord. <laughs> Luffy, please. And he's like, and and uh, I do. I like the the uh, what is it? Like Luffy's like, ah, oh, whatever. Chopper was the warlord. I beat him, and uh, or uh, their crocodile. crocodile. I said Chopper. Uh, I <laughs> wish Chopper was a warlord. Um, maybe, maybe that's where. Maybe one day. But he's like, Wait, no, croc- did, how, crocodile how was a warlord. What'd you say? The, what's the number that Luffy says is a good number for a crew? Uh, he said ten. I'm I'm unsure if that will stay true forever there is there is there is much a hubbub in the in in the current days of one piece <laughs> there's a lot happening right now <laughs> say <laughs> night almost all the straw hats can just each become a warlord there we go yeah <laughs> plus yeah there's seven warlords and and four emperors but i'm i'm the thing is they would all want to just follow luffy to to make him the the, the king of the pirates because assumably, well, I want to say that all the warlords are, like, captains of crews in some way. Like, Crocodile doesn't really act like a captain, necessarily. Um, he does, I don't know if he really has a crew so much as a, um organization a, a, <laughs> of a, criminals. A mafia. A, pay, a payroll. <laughs> yes. Similarly with Moria, like, he doesn't really act like he has a... I, maybe we're just so used to the, the crew dynamic that Luffy shows us. Which... I we we will see in other crews, so maybe that's why. Like even Arlong felt like a crew, and he was a captain. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely just the kind of contrast between how Luffy and like uh, how everyone's crew seems to operate. I think it's it seems it's a little bit weirder when, especially with like um, Moria, how a lot of his crew is just f- nit- like throwaway underlings. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone calls him, like, Master, which is weird. Yeah. And he's got the zombies, which doesn't really feel like even, like, a big crew dynamic. They do, they do like, really pull at the, like, ah, Moria's gonna be a foil to Luffy in this way with no subtlety, which um, <laughs> pretty much every big bad kind of gets their chance to do. Yeah. yeah. In some way, or just, like, maybe not even, like, the big, big bad, but whoever whoever the, the last fight with Luffy is in an arc is usually how they pace it, but... Yeah, because it's like, I think it's like, I'm thinking of, like, even just Inya's lobby, like, Rabalucci might have been the strongest person there, but he's not really, like, the leader of the gang. Yeah. You know him well. <laughs> Anyways. 
Luffy says they're going to steal all the food back. Yeah, that's that's more of Luffy. Luffy is more angry about the food than he is a shadow. Yeah, or I, even I Nami, great. which is upsetting. <laughs> like, I just referenced Arlong Park, but like, I don't, I don't know if that's supposed to demonstrate his trust in Sanji. That he's like, oh, Sanji's going, Nami's already saved in my book. Or I, I, if I it's just it's, a gag. I think a, it's, a poorly thought out gag. I think it's... it's I feel like it's mostly just a gag, but I do feel like Luffy would think, oh, Sanji is strong enough to go save her. And if she wakes up or something, she can probably handle herself pretty well, too. Yeah. Luffy does have, like, the utmost trust in, like, all of his crew. Like, he knows, like, he knows when he needs to step in and protect people. Like, even, like, we just did in his lobby and we were talking, like, he knew, like, no, Usopp, you will die. (laughs) Rob Lucci will kill you. Um, so like he obviously knows the limits, but he does have like that trust. So I don't know. I think it's just played off as a gag that made me do a thinking emoji. <laughs> what else happens in this scene? Oh, like so when he says that like Crocodile was a warlord and he beat him, Chopper's like, yeah, but you almost died. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, how many times are they gonna put Luffy in a situation that in some way demonstrates his limits and just. <laughs> How, like, we're not, that's not, this isn't the last time. We're going to keep seeing that shit. <laughs> and that, that theme is going to push itself to, to a particular breaking point. It's a, it's something that I find interesting in when it comes to Shonen, where a character is kind of pushed beyond their limits because, uh, Dragon Ball is like 30 some years old, but they established a reason why Goku can almost die and then come back and win. What is that I, reason? Uh, the Saiyan race, there's a specific name for it that I don't know, but Saiyans, when they, they reach the brink of death, basically, and, like, they don't die, they basically hit, there's, like, a, think of, like, the the health bar or something like that. It just gains, like, another chunk, like, their power level. They're able to recover. It's kind of, like, some, like, innate learning, is I think, is the way they explain mm. it. So, it's just, like, like, it's just, like, a raw shot of adrenaline when they know they're on their last leg. Well, it, it's more its more of like Goku gets his ass kicked at the beginning of the arc and then he comes back later and he's just way stronger. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like an innate learning that he got from fighting the first time but not winning. So now that he's able to fight again, he his, his body is like acclimated and is stronger. It seems weird that they would have to like infuse that into an entire race of people. <laughs> it seems like you would just like, yeah, hopefully you learn what you did wrong the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, Luffy loses to Bluno, and then when he fights him again... Oh, no, he doesn't... He's not the person who fights Bluno. He loses to Rob Lucci, and he's like, yeah. I learned, I, I watched you do the thing, and now I taught myself to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he turns his leg into a pump, which is very cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Has he done anything in this arc? Like, even, like... I don't think he's done, like, a single thing. Yes, and not really, no. <laughs> he's not beat yet. up zombies. Yeah, he did... That's Yeah, but he didn't, like... He didn't have to break out second gear for any zombies or anything. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just used to second gear being so common. <laughs> now, um, anyways, uh, so they're separating. Uh, we learn that Hildon, the littlest vampire, is just there and learned all of this. And they're, uh, he's going to warn Moria. And then we cut to Ors, who learns that he is on a boat. How do you, how do you feel about the, the comedy of Ors? It's... 
it, it's something that I, as soon as I, I knew this kind of stuff would happen, as soon as uh, the, it clicked in my brain that they adopted the personalities of their shadows, mm-hmm. that putting Luffy's personality into something this large and powerful is not going to end well for anyone. No. And it very quickly is not because he's like, I'm not going to listen to Moria. I'm, I'm going to be king of the pirates. What? I yeah. thought I was made. I thought I was made of rubber, but I guess I'm not. Whatever. I, I can't remember why. I, I don't know why I thought I was made of rubber, but whatever. And he's doing like his gum gum attacks and stuff. He's, he's, he's trying to stretch up to the top of the mast, <laughs> yeah. and he can't. Yeah. Um, so he just is doing a lot of jumping that is shaking the entire fucking <laughs> yeah. castle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's like, all right, I'm on a big boat. I'm gonna use this to be king of the pirates. Uh, and we see that he is being spied on by a tiny little cute ghost. And uh, it's Peronas who is uh, reporting that back to Moria. And they're like, eh, I'll come back down eventually. Just give him, give him some time to stretch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Moria seems to be very chill throughout this whole stretch of episodes for the most part. He is, he is like weirdly chill for a He's bad a weird guy. dude. Yeah. Like the, everything about him. Like seeing his actual reveal versus when we first like saw him in his weird Gengar shadow form when they didn't want to show off how he looked made him feel like he was a lot scarier than he really is. Yeah, he's like his his power is so like overpowered, at least what we've seen so far. And surely we'll only see more of it. It's it's so it's like not even like a terrifying menacing power, just like a he doesn't even have to give a shit power. Which is, I think, yeah, it's it's a spin that we haven't seen in this show yet. He he has a level of aloofness that feels less like he's being cocky, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, that's that that is what he what he is, but he's not like obnoxious, really, even. Yeah, not yet. I mean, he's yeah, he's just kind of he he, just he like, knows he doesn't yeah, have to lift win. a finger. Like, yeah. I'm gonna win, whatever. He's he's not like cackling and going on and on about how everything is worthless. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I control the zombies. The zombies are gonna help me win. <laughs> yeah, and in a later episode, I feel like they really draw it out to a perfect line where he's like, "I'm gonna be king of the pirates by letting a bunch of people do all the work for me." Yeah, and, Lu- and Luffy's like, "No, I'll be king of the pirates because I I punch better than anyone else." Fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, he's I. In, there's gonna be a couple remarks that that uh I probably would have made last time if I had time to actually watch the episodes. Um, and my first one of the of, of those remarks is, man, I don't like Moria's neck. Like, I forgot how bad it looked. Like, it's just an upsetting visage. His his long his long neck <laughs> that looks yeah. stitched together. Y- yeah, it's a uh, it's the weird thing with all the people that we see. It's an, I I guess it's nice that everyone in his crew has just that uh connecting feature except for perona doesn't have any weird stitches no she's uh, just a person she's just a yeah. person like she has a weird <laughs> devil fruit that gives her some some powers we might see later but she has weird eyes yeah that's like a she character design crossing choice eyes. <laughs> yeah i think i might have said that her voice is almost animal crossing adjacent too now that i think about it yeah if she just like <laughs> if if she just like removed it with the syllables but as far as like the tone in pitch of it if if perona was an animal crossing character when you talked to her it, it, her text would just be is that her fruit name or is that just her laugh like what's the actual ghost fruit called i meant to look this up earlier i guess i'll do it now it's horo horo 
Which I imagine that's probably some kind. It's also probably some kind of pun on ghost or spirit. Probably is why she does that when she like giggles. Is what that's just what I assumed. Oh, I guess it's the it's the Japanese way of pronouncing the word hollow. Okay. So it it does work for her whole theming her whole theming gig, um, but it also of course makes a good laugh that she repeats. One piece, yeah. and and <laughs> one piece isn't alone in this when it comes to anime, but one piece. Is all about that laugh. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I went to mention, I was talking about the bad guy of film gold to, to our friend Rain forever ago, it feels like. But their response is like, I don't know if I've seen that. What does the bad guy laugh like? Like, that's, like that, like that is the, the thing that you could grapple onto with a One Piece villain. Yeah. Especially with all, all, everyone in this seems to have a very unique laugh. Hogback, Moria, Perona, Brooke. Brooke. <laughs> yeah. Earlier when um like there's or there's a part later where Usopp will call her a horo horo chick. Um and I was like, is that also her fruit name or is he just like no one's out here calling Blackbeard a Z ha 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 man. <laughs> but he also doesn't have a Z ha ha fruit. <laughs> yeah, something much worse. <laughs> but anyways, she's great. She she reports that back to or that she saw Ors up there, uh tells Moria he doesn't give a shit. And then Hildon shows up to tell Hogback, who's also there, fucking hate his voice. That's my second remark. His voice, hate it. <laughs> like, it, it, it sells his character being insufferable, but the thing is, it's very effective, and it is insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's like, well, shit, you know, they, they were strong against the zombies even before they had salt, so... I guess we'll send out the general zombies. And he's like, where is Absalom, the commander of the general zombies? And Hildon's like, well, he's having a wedding right now. And uh, I do like this joke that they make about, uh, like, uh, Hogback is, like, really upset about the wedding. He's like, ah, this isn't the time for that. Why is he such an asshole piece of shit? And Hildon's like, oh, by the way, he wanted to ask if you were free to do a belly dance in an hour at the wedding. And Hogback's like, well, these are very important times and memories that will last forever. And then he just gets mad again. I just, I just wrote down in my notes, belly dance joke. I missed that one. I don't, I don't know if they're making fun of Hogback's stature with the joke, now that I think about <laughs> it, which is less good. But I do like the, the turn from just like, well, weddings are very important. <laughs> I do, I do want to make sure he has a, an important memory, uh, even though I was just <laughs> complaining about this bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, Perona says that her ghosts will handle it. Like she, she's pretty overpowered, too, at this point, because she can just make anyone useless. Uh, so she'll, she'll, she'll handle it with ghosts, and after the ghosts get them, even normal zombies will be able to take care of the straw hats. And when she leaves and makes Kumasi follow after, Hogback makes a remark about how, like, strong Perona is and can take charge, and Sindri slides into frame, and it feels like it's gonna set up a joke where she's jealous, but instead she says, you could learn a lot from Kumasi. And I, I <laughs> fucking love that joke. Yeah, Hogback would be better if he shut his mouth. Absolutely, yeah. He should not be able to speak. He should, um, he should, he should be useless, and tra he is trash. Um, and and we'll we'll dig into more of his trash later, like a raccoon. But he he asks Moria if he can take control of two specific zombies. Moria does not give a shit. He's like, do whatever the fuck you want, man. I don't care. I'm just waiting on oars, and that's really it. He really just hangs out. For and waits for oars for nine yeah. episodes. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's just so chill. He's he's weirdly chill. So we see the 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 straw hats running in. There's a group of five, um, which is Luffy and Sanji leading with their respective you know charges of returning with food or returning with Nami. <laughs> and behind them is Robin, Usopp, and Chopper. And Robin recognizes, oh no, there are ghosts here now. We're fucked. Usopp is the only person here who hasn't seen them before, so he does not know what they do. Uh, but when they go through Luffy and Sanji, they are diminished into uh, worthless bags of trash. Sanji says he wishes that his his eyebrows would curl up even farther and he would turn into an idiot. <laughs> I wish I knew what that meant. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. It's a strange choice of words. <laughs> but Usopp's like, ah, fuck. Shoots a bunch of salt and saves his friends and they run ahead. They're they're like, I don't know what to do with these ghosts. They're they're right behind him. But then Oris decides to just jump off the mast. <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything up here. <laughs> nope. Just jumps on down and destroys the entire fucking stairway that they were on. Below them, actually, we, we do see a clip below them. Zoro and Frankie are running ahead. Zoro's saying, I can't believe they stole my shadow. And Frankie's like, well, uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you call me bro if you want since I saved you. And Frankie <laughs> says, How f- don't, even, don't even say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, so the, the staircase is destroyed. The, the, the group is already separated from their original pairing. So uh, it's, who, who falls down? It's Sanji and, where is it in my notes? Sanji and Usopp. F in the chat for Usopp and Sanji who are dead. Yeah. That's what my note says. <laughs> Luffy is, you know, back awake from the from the from the ghost effect. And Usopp and Sanji have landed below with what I my notes say the big bros. That is what I've named uh Frankie and, and Zoro. They are the they are <laughs> the big bros. That's a good name for them. They and, are. Yeah, they're bros and they're big. <laughs> and uh as they're 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 looking ahead and they're like, ah, suddenly we're blocked by this big red wall. <laughs> and uh Zoro <laughs> can't cut it and Frankie can't shoot it. What are they gonna do? <laughs> Uh, Usopp. Usopp recognizes the wall. <laughs> that's no wall. <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the end of that episode. Is the big reveal that Oris is just right fucking next to them already. Yep. Already they are dead. <laughs> Damn, it's it's wild that uh, One Piece is gonna end at episode like three sixty, and then it just goes into a completely different story using the same numbering. Mm-hmm. Now Perona's mm-hmm. the main character. <laughs> Oh, that'd be pretty good. I would have there there is uh I would absolutely watch a whole fucking show of Perona. <laughs> God, she's good. Anyways, the next episode is titled Usopp's the Strongest. So that's always a good a good bearing. Uh Usopp oh, the Strongest question <laughs> mark. Leave the negatives to me. Is this, this is a good one. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll wait and I'll wait until it happens to ask you how you feel about it. <laughs> but uh so so Team Luffy is uh Luffy, Robin, and Chopper keep going ahead. They uh they get stopped by Hogback. There's like something in this room that's covered. Is it just the zombies? Because I've already I think I skipped over the clip where it's revealed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I don't think anything like super dramatic. Okay, but they're there. Chopper's really mad at Hogback. Hogback doesn't recognize him because he's in a different reindeer form. <laughs> this is very like. Uh, that one bit from Avengers in the game where it's like you took everything from me, and it's like I don't even I don't even know who you are. <laughs> it's a uh, 
my my go-to reference would be something uh that that's that's more upsetting have you seen the street fighter movie no i've been told it actually like is is shot very well it's shot well and m vison's performance i can't remember the name of the actors uh but um he has like one of the best delivered lines when chun li confronts him and she's like you took everything from me you destroyed my village and his response is the day yes the day that i invaded your village that was the worst day of your life and you will always remember it but to me it was only tuesday oh yeah i have heard that line (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was only tuesday (laughs) it has uh same energy of that uh exchange from part one of jojo is like how many breads has what does one man eat in his life (laughs) <laughs> anyways uh that is there are multiple different references to summarize the exchange <laughs> yeah. if you if you haven't seen this one you've probably seen one of those uh but anyways chopper uh or luffy's like i'm beat him up and chopper says no leave him to me run ahead to get moria because there's just the door to the freezer just fucking open <laughs> yeah this is there it's just there uh he so he does that since tries to throw some plates at him but Chopper takes care of it. Then Chopper is stopped by some some recognizable zombies, uh, which it's they they flash back to an exchange where Luffy's like, "Yeah, your zombie looked just like you, Zoro," <laughs> and <laughs> Chopper's like, "No, this looks Luffy. nothing like them." Luffy, you're an idiot. They don't look anything like <laughs> Luffy. You <laughs> goddamn fool. He does not look anything like Zoro. And to Luffy, he's like, he has three swords, so he has to be Zoro. Does he, even like have, does he even have three swords? I thought he only had two. I thought he had one in his mouth, too. Uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Oh. But I feel like he only has two. Although, I, I have a note later on, which, when Zoro starts fighting, he has three swords, and I'm like, when did he get a third sword? Because I know he lost the one in Inus Lobby, and I must have just blinked when he got a third one. <laughs> I thought he just like picked up someone else's and used it in the meantime. I guess he must have, but I, 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 I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just noticed like that he was fighting with three again, and I'm like, when? Or he just had three sheaths and not. Oh, oh yeah, he just has. He still has the sheath, I think. Okay, so they just didn't. They didn't change his like actual character model. Like, yeah, they they kept the three <laughs> sheaths, but he never fought with three swords. Yeah, that I believe completely. I think because of the way Zoro goes through swords, I think he has the most character models in One Piece Pirate Warriors because they make one for each arrangement of swords. <laughs> well, you got to know your favorite. Yeah. Uh, you'd think that they would just get stronger, but I don't think that the, the costumes don't in any way scale with power, which is <laughs> fucked up because the Soka King one should. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can. I think there's a Soka King outfit that you get. It'd be fucked up if there wasn't. He also can't play as a wiper. So fucking stupid. Man, wiper better be playable in Pirate Warriors 4. I don't know if, like, it's... That's all I need. I don't know if it's more likely because they're just going to add everyone or less likely because, like, Skypiea is even farther away and less people care about it. Yeah. (laughs) they did make the the episode of Skypiea, they did make, like, a a, a short movie or a movie out of that arc. Hmm. So, like, pretty recently. Even though they've made, like, what, six East Blue movies? Well, you gotta start somewhere. You do, yeah. They also reanimated Romance Dawn for, like, the third time, I think. But... <laughs> oh, well. Anyways. Um... What else fucking happened in this episode? Um... Oh, yeah. Luffy's just at Moria. He just gets there. <laughs> yeah. At arc over. He did it. 
Yeah, he's just there. <laughs> yeah, he just he goes and he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and Mori is like, Oh hey. What's up? I didn't see you there. <laughs> and uh then we cut away to um a very dramatic sequence where uh Ors is going to what seems like crush the straw hats. They're all scared as shit. They're all preparing for a big attack. He picks up a big rock, and Usopp's like, oh, no, he's going to crush us with it. And he puts it on his head and makes it a hat. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's, he's, he's not used to not wearing a hat, you know? Yeah. If Luffy only there always, was... always got that hat. If only there was a gigantic straw hat somewhere he could wear. <laughs> if only there was just a really big straw hat somewhere that Ors could wear. That's just absurd. Who would make such a big straw hat? Is it? Is it, it's like the uh, the omelet in Neopets? You just everyone you pull off a piece of your own straw hat. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it's still really <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's even better. Just to visualizing a giant omelet and people are taking bites out of them. What the fuck? The, what, is this, the, what is this? What is this? Cr- what is this crown from Mean Girls bullshit? <laughs> you, you've just got it there. There's no more I can explain. I guess so. That's also the the trophy from Kingdom Hearts too. It's just every all media is the same. Just share the omelet. We have a lot of uh of of, of neo pet historians in the Orange Groves creator community. Surely, surely some of them can explain the omelet to me. No, you've got it. Okay, I guess I got it. There's just a giant omelet that people can take take pieces off of. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, Oris has a good hat now, and uh, then he leaves. Yeah. Cool. And Usopp <laughs> spirals into his deepest depression, where he's like, what if we just gave up? What if we just died? <laughs> Fuck it. Because uh, now he knows how... how uh, he's like, oh man, if that thing fights like Luffy, we're all fucked to shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no way. And he's like, don't wait. I don't know if it's Frankie or Zoro who's like, what? No, we're not giving up. We're just going to do it like we do everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just what what else? Uh, what else can you do? It's it's not it's not too late. You just got to try. Usopp. Yeah, just got to believe. <laughs> and uh, they are they are instead now faced with the fact that there is no bridge. Whatever will we do? Frankie has built a bridge. <laughs> It's it's really a non-issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens in I, about thirty seconds, and then they complain about how polished it is. Like he makes like it's it's so ornate the bridge, and Shandi's <laughs> like, "Was that necessary?" And he's like, "I don't half-ass nothing. Fuck you." <laughs> Man takes pride in his work. Yeah, he does make a remark that it's a little out of place. <laughs> <laughs> like, like his aesthetic clashes a bit with the castles. See, the resale value is just getting fucked this entire time. So I think yeah. any little bit of improvements, even if it's clashing, it's gonna, it's gonna help. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like, this is like you want to sell your house, and legally you have to have like a handrail on your staircase, like on your porch. <laughs> so you just put some fucking pipes in the ground. Like this is that. <laughs> yeah. But like some ornate fucking pipes, but it's just not, it's not at all collectively together. Fucking uh, Scott Benson, one of uh, artist that worked on uh, Night in the Woods, 
good artist, good guy, good Twitter uh, presence. He's been he's been tweeting a lot about um his the renovation of a home he bought recently. There was like I think sixteen different types of wood paneling throughout the entire house, and they oh, just kept putting no. wood paneling on top of like just this room has Ooh. this type, this room has two other types, Ooh. and just just going he he's he's been like adding to a huge Twitter thread about like taking the house apart and putting it back together, and he's just like I just like the different types of wood paneling that stack. And he keeps finding and deconstructing. That's, that is horrifying. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's 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 what this conversation has made me think about now. <laughs> Anyways, yes, the re- the the value of Thriller Park drops by the second, uh, because Ors is just here. Yep. <laughs> I, how the fuck did they must have like built the freezer around him, right? That has to be it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what other choice they had. It's kind of bizarre that this is the first time I've considered this as, a, as an issue they might have had. Maybe they just, they really like, uh, they just had planned that they were going to stuff a, <laughs> a giant. Because it makes, because he has he, such a high number and it's like. Even when he leaves the freezer, he just has to bust through the wall. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, no, his number's like 900. Did they just leave his arm blank and put the number in when they were done? <laughs> like they got 899 and were like. And there's no point in making any more unless it's ours. So just slap the 900 <laughs> on him. Yeah, that could be it. Which is strange because I wonder how the zombie number, like, it's bullshit. I don't care. But I have to wonder a little bit, since we often get into these absurd, meaningless uh, conversations bits. <laughs> I have to wonder how the numbering system works. And if they just, if like, um, um, a Mario, if you were, uh, has multiple shadows. Because, like, they made the Sanji and Zora ones today <laughs> what number are they <laughs> moria just really likes the number 900 i i feel like yeah, they, they only about actually this. have like 30 but they just <laughs> really like big numbers we're, we're talking about this now and i feel like someone's gonna tweet at us actually the number 900 means this in actually it means big strong boy in this <laughs> fucking caesar cipher or some shit I don't give a yeah fuck. <laughs> it's just we're making goofs here <laughs> I, it feels so deliberate that i wouldn't be surprised if there's some like actual beating behind the big 900 Honestly. it's just a big number I don't. Yeah. I can't really imagine. But like, I don't know. I, I, every now and then you do notice a number, and it's just like, oh, that one's six sixty. Oh, that one's like Hildon's, like what sixty four or something. <laughs> I don't know if there's a correlation between number and power level or number and like nine hundred's just the biggest number. <laughs> like you, <laughs> yeah. Like like someone asked, or no, like I, I'm imagining Moria, uh, asking Hogback to make like ah. And make make the strongest one. What's the biggest number there is, Hogback? And he's like, nine hundred. <laughs> like, what what what's that tweet where it's like, uh, uh na- name a big number, and it's like some stupid kids like, uh, twelve, and it's like me intellectual, and it's like one million. <laughs> I have to imagine it's the same line of thinking. Nine hundred is just the biggest number they know. He is a doctor, not a mathematician. Although. They do. I don't know. They do draw attention to Luffy's bounty, so maybe they, maybe they do number, know that numbers can get that high. They just don't know how to do it. Not. Yeah, this is magic. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to make a number bigger than nine hundred. <laughs> Anyways, this is. I don't know how the fuck we got here. By being yeah. good at podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
Got him. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship bum on the polo ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. So, this group, uh, the, the, the bros, the big bros, and Usopp have, uh, and Sanji, I don't consider him a big bro, but they're, they're running across this bridge, they get inside, and they're in, they're in Perona's room now. And Zoro makes a remark that says, "Ah, oh, this room's awfully ostentatious." And I'm like, "Zoro, you don't know what that word means. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Who made this translation decision?" But there, that's but it way, is. That's way too big of a word for him. Yes, yeah, too big. But he is right. They are in Perona's room. She is there, and uh, they're like, "Wait, these ghosts are coming from from such a cute girl." Uh, or Sanji says that because Sanji is uh, a monster, and. <laughs> They're like, ah, this this is where the ghosts come from. Oh no, we still don't know what to do about them. <laughs> Every I, my note here says everyone here except for Usopp has been ghosted, uh, which I realize is a little different <laughs> than I meant it. No, he got it. But Usopp does know what it does. He's 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 witnessed it, but he's never <laughs> he's never truly been ghosted. Which, to be fair, you know this this episode came out in two thousand eight, but being ghosted does make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that it, it feels. Uh, I, this is exactly what they're how they'd react if they were ghosted. Is they just fall to the ground? Just I'm I'm worthless. I'm a worthless, useless being. <laughs> but uh, that is uh, that's what happens. They they start to run, except for Zoro. Zoro doesn't run; he just stands there. Um, and but they can't get away. The ghosts go through them. There's a big shot where you see like everyone getting ghosts blow through them at once, and um. They go through their, their routine of, ah, I'm useless, ah, I'm dead, ah, I'm piece of shit. Um, and Perona starts to walk away, and is like, all right, zombies, get them. And uh, <laughs> as, she's, as she's almost gone, we see a, a what, we, we see a slingshot shoot into the sky, and it launches all the salt into the zombies' mouths and defeats them. The shadows crawl out, and Perona's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Usopp stands tall. Now, what could this mean? I know that we saw him have a ghost go through him. And she's like, ah, yeah. he must have only pretended to get hit. So she, she sends out <laughs> another one. This time it will for sure hit him. And we see it. We see Usopp take it. But he stands strong. Yeah, he stumbles back a little bit. And then he just poses right back up. He, he looks Perona dead in the eyes and goes, yeah, I'm emo. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's my secret cap. I'm always negative. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the most I've ever related to Usopp. With the power of a... depression, he too <laughs> will win. And uh, Perona does this big shocked face that I don't think we've seen since fucking Enel. Um, but it's it's the same same face. God, whenever Usopp gets to be, whenever Usopp is like the only person who can do a specific task, I just get so emotional. Like I care, I love Usopp so much. This his whole thing with Perona, I think, highlights why he is necessary. Like e- even taking taken away from the fact that he's always down on himself, so her ghosts don't do anything. Yeah, it's thing. It's it's a it's a good it's a good bit, but it's not just yeah. a bit. Like they 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 cl- very clearly set up why this is such a good uh, matchup and what Usopp mm-hmm. brings to the crew, and it's it's so enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is. I think the Usopp and Perona stuff is absolutely a highlight of this whole dang arc. That and just like, um, we see a lot more of the crew interacting together. Not a whole lot in these episodes. Like, I'm I'm a little, like, saying, like, ah, there's much to look ahead to. But um, even just later, there's a team combination that I fucking love so much. <laughs> but yes, Usopp. Uh, Usopp can stand strong. Uh, he calls himself Captain Usopp. And, um... <laughs> Uh, Perona appears defeated just by the fact that he <laughs> is immune to this power. Like, like a sad music box version of We Are starts playing that we yeah. usually see over, like, tragic backstories. And, and I'm like, should I be crying? I'm crying. Should I be? And she, the, the, the punchline here is so good. Yeah, she, she falls to the ground and starts behaving like one of her own ghosts went through her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like i'm well, completely worthless nothing i do matters <laughs> well even even before that because that is another punchline but but this first time she she gets so moved by the fact that usamp is so negative that her ghost can't affect him that she starts like being like you can do it cheer up yeah, like she's like she that, she turns into the fucking fisherman in the water video where it's like don't <laughs> give up <laughs> and he and He's like, don't, why are you trying to cheer me up? But anyways, that, that, that is the end of that sequence. Later on, she will send ghosts into him and then, and then react like, like <laughs> she had a ghost go through her. Um, it's, it's very good. Um, but for now, we unfortunately have to uh, watch a little bit of this wedding ceremony. Uh, it sucks. I, the the sucks. only thing that's like, the, the only like piece of enjoyment I can get out of it is that it's really funny that he's so dead set on making the wedding good that he took away a, a massive part of he took all the strong zombies mm-hmm. to watch his wedding. Yeah, there's also some weird animation choices about how his his face starts to turn into like cartoon kissy face, but his like gross monster teeth are still on the side, which is weird. But over overall, I'm upset. I've you know I wrote down here. That I've never wanted Sanji to show up before now. Like this is <laughs> this is the only time I've thought I need Sanji right now. <laughs> oh, and then you regret it immediately. Yeah, yeah. The the <laughs> oof, where well, yeah, I don't like where the this the Sanji Absalom fight goes, um, overall. Really, like the best ending would just be for her to wake up and, and like murder Absalom. Like that's what needs to happen. If yeah. if if anything, like this should have just never happened to begin with, period. It's just this yeah. is a, a a gross plot line and and bad tropes and uh, damsel in distress stuff just like tires me out in general. Uh, and it's a bad cliffhanger too, 
because that's the end of that episode. But uh, 357 starts up with Perona sending all of the bad vibes she possibly can <laughs> uh, to, 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 to Usopp. And uh, my note here says you can't out-vibe the long nose, which I don't remember <laughs> even writing down. <laughs> and this is when th- this is when you did this earlier today yeah i know i just i entered a fugue state uh <laughs> but uh this, this this is the scene where like after like she's like i do i'm giving them all the ghosts and like four ghosts go through them and then the ghosts are all on their hypothetical knees <laughs> yeah, yeah and she is and it's um it's it's funny but then the zombies just learn to put their hands over their mouths so usopp can't beat them anymore and he runs away maybe next time usopp Maybe next time. We, Sanji now splits away from Frankie and Zoro because uh, he's going to go save Nami. And Frankie and Zoro are like, well, we got to find Brooke. And we cut away to Brooke, who is losing to Ryuma. <laughs> Pretty badly. Pretty. He's getting his ass fucking whooped. Yeah. He, um, he makes some remark about how he's from a certain kingdom. And he's like, I was part of this. I don't know if army or whatever. It's got this French ass name. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about so much so that I'm like, is this set up for something that hasn't happened yet? <laughs> like, is this going to come back later? Cause I don't like, I was like, where the fuck is Brooke from? I would have to assume it's not on the grand line because the reverse mountain stuff happened. Yeah. But well, no, maybe not. Cause Laboon's on the other side of it. So maybe it is the grand line. I don't fucking know. Well, I think I feel like he's probably not from the Grand Line because the way he implied what happened to him and his crew is that they weren't strong enough for the Grand Line. That sounds right. Although, if you got to the fucking Florian Triangle, that's like pretty deep in to the to the first half of the Grand Line. Anyway, I do like that his uh his description of like like his character backstory does have to include a before death <laughs> uh, <laughs> section. That's good. No, it's still, it just says, in quotation, certain kingdom. I guess that we still don't know. I was wondering if it was something that I knew now. <laughs> but, uh, nope. So I guess I'll keep that in my back pocket with fear. <laughs> Maybe the place Ryuma talks about. Wano will show up later. Probably not, though. They already brought up a bunch of... There's so much throwaway stuff that they've talked about. Yeah, like, like Flamingo, Fishman Island. Fishman Island. What's the new yeah. world, anyway? Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's not anything. No. What's an, what's an, what's an emperor? Who's a Jinbei? Luffy's dad. Nah. We actually have looked at him, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much shit. Man, One Piece is so much. <laughs> Ugh. I'm just thinking about the end of Thriller Bark now, which we are on pace to finish in January. Uh, anyways, where the fuck were we? Um, oh, yeah. Ryuma kicking Brooke's ass. Yeah, don't know what that certain kingdom is. Don't worry about it. Uh, Ryuma beats the shit out of him. They... They go to do their, like, silent attack. Like, they just walk at each other and then, un- then like, put their swords away. And it's like, oh, man, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen? But then Brooke just fucking dies. <laughs> Again. Yep. <laughs> Brooke dies a third time. <laughs> he just can't stop dying. No, no. You'd think a skeleton would, like, like know its limits, but no. And he's, he's going to cut his afro off yeah yeah first he has like some really sad memories of laboon and then ryuma goes for the afro but uh but he is stopped by big bro frankie uh thank god thank god for frankie um brooks brooks so shocked that they came back for him like like it's it's weird to think at this point because we've known that this was gonna happen (laughs) uh (laughs) but like 
the fact that too, like Frankie was pretty much the last person that Brooke saw. It's like ah, yeah. Like, like he told a story and then ran off, and then Frankie shows up again and is like, <laughs> "I got you, I got you, skeleton man." And Brooke's like, "What? What the fuck? I, I was expecting <laughs> death. You can't just <laughs> come in here now." And uh, Ryuma goes to finish them off, but now Zoro is here. He's just like a samurai mm-hmm. who's ready to fight the samurai. Yeah, he's so he's stoked. <laughs> he's excited. Yeah. He's like, "Hey." I've heard of some guy who's fought dragon, who killed a dragon. That's you, right? That was you, right? I want to do that, too. <laughs> Teach me your dragon-killing ways. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll see more in that fight later. But for now, we cut back to Luffy telling Mori that he's going to whoop his ass. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much that whole scene. There's like four <laughs> times that we just check in on them, and nothing <laughs> and happens. They're just, and they're just arguing. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean... It's, it's 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 different than usual because usually Luffy's just out of commission and then he shows up conveniently at the end to beat the big bad. Yeah. Uh, but this time it's just like no, he's here the whole time. They're just not fucking doing anything. They just they are just <laughs> annoying each other until everything else is taken care of. <laughs> yeah. It's not really subverting it. It's just doing it differently. Um, but the castle is shaking because of Orr's um, and this, we see this affect the bad, no good wedding. It's, it's impossible for Absalom to get his very bad kiss that he needs to complete his uh, stupid ceremony. And then we, we learn the, the full reasoning for the, the ship being uh, weird. And it's because it's, it's caught itself into a current because oars fucked with the rudder. But he's like, he's like I'm going to take this boat and I'm going to go be Pirate King. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's just, this what's going to happen. Yeah, Absalom learns of this, sends all of his general zombies out, uh, and they are dead immediately. Ors just does a, he, he tries to do a gum gum gatling, but he doesn't stretch. So he just does, I guess, a regular gatling gun. So F in the chat for the general <laughs> zombies. They're fucking dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, despite the fact that he's not made of rubber, it's still very powerful. Yeah, no, he's he's still very big. He's he's maybe the biggest boy. <laughs> yeah, what what do they keep saying? He's like four times the size of a giant. Uh, my subtitle said two times. The okay, size of a giant. One of the visuals they show, he's like twice the height of uh the Inus lobby zombies stacked on each other's shoulders. But who <laughs> who could say? Um. Anyway, Sanji has now arrived to end the bad subplot. Oh wait, he makes it worse. Oh no. <sighs> That happens. Yeah. That happens. Um, I think two episodes from now. Uh, but he's there in this one, and then we we mm-hmm. see more of Zoro fighting. And Frankie asks Brooke, says, "Hey, will your pride allow it for Zoro to to save you and get your shadow back?" And he's like, "Oh God, yes, please, fuck God, <laughs> absolutely, God, please, fuck, please, <laughs> please." Uh, so much so that Zoro tells him to shut the fuck up, <laughs> and, and Zoro's like, "Hey." You got a cool sword there. <laughs> I've been looking for a new sword. So guess what? That's going to be my new sword. Yeah, I love that. Where she's like, she's like, hey, I'm going to have that soon. And uh, I think, is this when, is it, this is when Ryuma like explains like, oh, yes, it's got this ancient history of this and this and that. And who fucking who? Whoa. I don't remember the actual yeah. name he gives it. I just am like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like Zabuza. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And uh, I think Kasame also had one of the. I think in I think in uh, Naruto it's just seven fancy swords. 
which is weird. Yeah, I, I, they introduced that concept in like the first arc. They're like, ah, Zabuza, he's a big deal and has a big fancy sword. And I don't know if we ever see the other fucking six <laughs> other than Kasami. <laughs> I I do like this picture of a live Ryuma. Hold on. Oh, is there a picture of a live Ryuma? He's just, I think it's just like a quick thing. In the- that looks, hold on. Look it's it. from Monsters, a one-shot manga from Oda. So it's a throwback. Oh. It's like a reference to something else he made. That's cool. Oh, okay. Ryuma's appearance and Monsters. Interesting. I was going to say, because <laughs> he, just... he does look like Zoro, but also <laughs> the the way the robes and like the framing of this picture is, I'm like, that just looks like a young version of his sensei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which there's a lot of questions about. For some reason, people are like, his is fucking Zoro's sensei from Wano? Like, uh, on this this series is kind of like, surprise, everything is connected sometimes, like fucking Laboon and Brooke. But also, it's just kind of like, when there's like, questions, people are like, struggling to make a Pepe Sylvia board. <laughs> <laughs> is Luffy actually the son of Gold Roger? No. No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, I've just been assuming that that could be a possibility since they brought up the Will of D. I was like, oh, he's probably related to Gold Roger in some what way, probably. I don't see why not. We don't even know. <laughs> yeah. It's just cool people have it. <laughs> and it means they don't fear death, I guess. Except for Brooke, or not, except for uh, Blackbeard. He seems to be the only exception that we've seen. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, well, fucking who knows why Gold Roger's so similar to Luffy. I don't know. <laughs> Time travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's he it. He is Luffy. Lu- he's the same man. <laughs> um, no, um, probably. I, I, I hope not. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give up. <laughs> Time, Time travel would maybe be the thing that really pushes how much I would let One Piece do. <laughs> yeah. Like, like time travel's happening right now in Boruto. And it's just like, oh, no! and it's just like, you know, this show is like this, this show has set its ceiling so much higher. Um, Boruto and Naruto, I mean, like their ceiling is very high in terms of what, like the moon was a Sharingan. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but time travel, I feel like stretches anything. Like even the, the little bit that they fuck around with time in Dragon Ball, like the furthest they go is like, it, it's it, it's more of like going through different realities than it is time travel. So I, I buy it a little bit more with like how there's, there's different universes basically. So that's, that's how they're able to have time travel work in Dragon Ball. I'm reading this like Reddit post from three years ago that's like dropping theories and I literally can't parse what half these fucking words mean. Anyways. Thank you for sharing the picture of Ryuma alive. It is strange, but that he looks so much like Zoro. I, finding out that he's like a character that Oda brought back from a one-shot manga he did, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that it says the same Ryuma. Like, so Monsters takes place yeah. in the same universe? <laughs> it must. I guess, yeah, so that's, is, what, that's, that's what we'll read and cover if you give us enough Patreon dollars. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm reading the, the wiki page for it, and I guess it is... God, it's many years before One Piece started. Um, canonically yeah. part of it's One Piece. It's before you were alive. Yeah, yeah, older than me. Um, but yeah, canonically part of One Piece, and I guess that was revealed in Thriller Bark. Neat. 
So I wonder, I actually kind of wonder if reading it would, like, inform anything about actual Wano. Hmm. Oh, I probably won't read it. Um, unless you pay us for it. Because surely we'll run out of movies to watch eventually. <laughs> at some point. At, at some point. Uh, so my first note for the next episode, 358, says Luffy can't punch shadow bats. Nope. And then after that, what a weird duffel fruit. <laughs> I think, you know, it wouldn't be as weird if they didn't establish that Blackbeard has something that if, you, if someone told you, hey, there's a darkness fruit and there's a shadow fruit. The first thought would go across my brain is, wouldn't they be the same thing? Why are they, like, them being back-to-back is a decision. (laughs) And maybe it's a good decision, because it is very clearly, like, separating these two powers. It's not like they do a shadow fruit and then later reveal a darkness fruit. And it's like, ah, this this is a little similar. But, like, maybe it's just like, I'm pulling off the fucking band-aid layer. (laughs) Back-to-back. Yeah. Or just, it just happened that way. Like, he knew what Moria's power was, and he knew what Blackbeard's power was, and he needed to show Blackbeard fighting Ace before this arc started. <laughs> yeah. I, For reasons. I guess, in a way, too, it's kind of like how Bellamy's fruit just is kind of like a lesser version of Luffy's fruit, in a way. Sim- like... Similar similar usage, at the very least. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, like, I think Luffy... I don't know if he's done it yet or if I'm thinking ahead. I feel like Luffy has used his rubber power to, like, I, f- I feel like he's wrapped his legs into springs at, at some points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just similarities. Some, some powers really stand out, like Robin's. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Now, he, now Luffy's fighting Shadow, because that's, like, how Moria is handling the situation. Uh, we cut back to Usopp, who makes the zombies sneeze before uh uh that that gets them to keep their mouth open and then he puts the salt in it um my note here says big brain boy yep he's a, he has usap brain usap brain is the level above galaxy brain <laughs> yep <laughs> can't wait to see you make that one plakwas <laughs> so he's big big brain usap boy is uh now chasing perona into a new area it's just like it's just a bunch of pillars it's pretty empty it's just like a room that's confusing for the sake of being confusing. Yeah, it's very convenient. It's what is kind of it. And so he's chasing Perona. Uh, she calls him negative nose, which is good. Uh, Kumasi <laughs> is following Usopp. It's Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Well, even bef- <laughs> before the Scooby-Doo segment, uh, he attacks uh, Usopp. Like he th- flings himself at him. And I wrote down that he uses Luigi's side B. <laughs> Because uh, that is really pretty good. much what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he crashes into a hallway, and then yes, they play the Scooby Doo hallways chase game. It's cute. Uh, as a result, he has lost Perona. Mama, mama, Perona. Uh, I don't know exactly how this next scene happens, but my note just says Oars can't swim. I don't. Does he just yeah. like jump in the water? Yeah, he walks over to the water, and he's like, "Huh, I haven't been for a swim in a while." Do, do I not know how to swim? Why? Oh, well, I'll figure it out. Why can't I remember swimming in my recent life? <laughs> I have gone swimming for a long time. I bet this will be refreshing. Then he just jumps in. <laughs> me, me after every winter ends. I feel like I haven't swam in a while. Huh. Um, but yeah, he, he starts to, to, to almost drown and gets back onto the, the, the boat. Which is interesting that, like, he doesn't just sink. I guess the... 
it's it's inter- it's so weird because it's like the shadow power is a devil fruit, so it should be affected in some way by by you know seawater. And Luffy had a devil fruit, um, so it's like that's double trouble at this point. Hildon's like, no, it only counts if you swallow it, because then the zombie would be purified. But you would think that just immersing the motherfucker <laughs> in the ocean would dispel the devil fruit power, like it would for. Any other devil fruit user, <laughs> including Buggy's feet, they make a big yeah. deal about Buggy's feet not going in the water. But who cares? Uh, yeah, Hildon shows up and says, hey, you know, you're a big boy, so you can swallow some, but don't swallow too much. Don't drink the ocean. Yeah, don't. <laughs> bad idea. Uh, we cut away to Sanji uh, saving Nami. He keeps doing this bit where he's like, oh, is that a goddess? Oh wait, I was just confused. That's that's how beautiful Nami is. I thought I thought this wasn't her. Um, and then he does it again with I, he's just so taken aback by her in a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like now's not the time, man. It's just like it <laughs> yeah. it just tires me out. But I will note the third time it makes me laugh because it's in the middle of Absalom doing a monologue. Because <laughs> like they're like, oh, they're talking about how they're gonna fight. It's gonna be a big deal. And in the middle of it, uh, Sanji's just like. Is that, is that an angel? <laughs> Who is this beautiful goddess? Oh, oh no, it's just Nami. Ha ha ha. <laughs> My mistake. And uh, it makes Absalom mad. And then they fight. Absalom makes some remark about like Sanji being like, how did he know what I was going to do before I didn't do it? And I'm like, huh, that makes me think about something. It's probably not important. And then, the ne- and then like the next episode, they reveal that it is actually setting up something and I hate it so much. Uh, the, ne- the next episode I didn't really watch much of because I don't care. Like, I was like, ah, this fight just makes me feel bad. <laughs> but it's... it's yeah. It, it's, the thing is, Absalom's able to just, like, shoot invisible, like, what... I guess they don't... It's like, oh, it's a mystery of how he's doing it. He puts his hands up and then things hit at the end of the wall. And it's like, what invisible thing does he have? But then we realize that he just had bazookas strapped to his arms and he could make them invisible. Yeah, which that's like... with any other invisible character, that would be a cool revelation. Like the the power itself is cool, but they had to strap it into a creep, let it make him more of a creep, and then we get Sanji, whose horniness already fucking walks on eggshells on whether or not it's too much or not. And then Sanji's like, "If only I could be the horniest man alive with that invisibility power." Goddamn, and. <laughs> I I want to like Sanji. I really do. <laughs> he he has such an important backstory. Uh even he, like from the Barati, his his backstory is really good and like there are some places he goes later on where I I will even say recently Sanji's been very good. Very important valuable character. Cool at fights. I uh I couldn't attend Sanji Khan but I heard it was a, a rousing success. <laughs> but then there's shit like this and there's shit like his like rampant transphobia <laughs> that I'm just like, man, I hate Sanji. You know, I, I was, I was desperately hoping for like, cause at one, something that has been happening with this org, especially is that like they, they, I can't, I feel, I don't know if I even made this up in my brain, but I remember, I feel like I read something somewhere that like good writing is 
like if something's written well the audience will realize it like right before the characters do yeah i I always say that about brad bird films because that's what they're doing in uh a lot in this with like the revelation of how the shadows work and everything like right before sanji pointed out like what was going on with the gun with the guns that absalom had uh that's i was like oh he can make certain things invisible, so he just, he made the guns invisible and just makes it look like he has a crazy power. Because when we saw him use it way earlier in the arc, it's like, can he just, like, shoot force waves out of his hands? That's cool. Yeah, that's but fucking weird. He, How does he, that work? We already know what his power <laughs> is. Yeah. But, uh, so he does that, and it's neat. And then Sanji is like, hey, you stole my dream. Like, but oh, no. Of, of putting Nami in a wedding dress? Which, what? Th- that would be even better. Like, I'm in love with Nami. Like, yeah. I'm protective like, of it, her. It, like, that's, that's <laughs> you know, I would still be complaining about it because of the, like, he does not own her in any way and yeah, feeling protective is annoying. But, you know, they've been friends this whole time and he, you know, has always been, like, you know, googly eyes for her. Like, that would, that would feel in character and dare i say justified with still my complaints of it however (laughs) it gets worse yeah so he's like i read a book on all the devil fruits okay sanji all right you're a cook i can imagine so especially like in barati i can imagine zeph would probably just have like a book on the devil fruits because he used to be a pirate yeah like, i don't know it seems like something he'd he'd just have that he's interested and in. and that's like that's a concept we're familiar with because of uh blackbeard saying it once so sure why not yeah and it's like yeah sanji doesn't have a lot to do with his childhood besides cook he's gonna read a book yep and then in the book he reads about all these wild devil fruits including the clear, clear fruit, which lets you be invisible and turn invisible and turn things invisible. I'm like, hmm, what could Sanji, the man whom I think of as a cook, that's his, that's his biggest trait. I'm a fool, and I just instantly go to a cook. What could he do with turning invisible? <laughs> could he, could, could at a restaurant, someone who couldn't afford and they were kicked out of, out of the restaurant, he turns the food invisible and God takes it fool. out to them. He's a good guy. You played yourself. No, I'm just, I'm a, fu- I'm just, I, 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 I somehow forget what the actual thing about him is. And he's, he's yelling about all the things I could do with, with the fruit, like, like spy on girls and spy on women and spy on women. That Sanji, to his credit, up until this point has always, like, he, he's, he's, he's a bit much. He is overbearing <laughs> with his worship of the women in his life but dare i say he mostly respects boundaries yeah mostly play, play a vo- play a voice clip of us last episode agreeing yeah sanji isn't bad as absalom because he probably wouldn't spy on women right <laughs> yeah and i think i said in the last episode that hypothetically you know we, we would never hear that sanji secretly wants this power for the for the same reasons <laughs> um <laughs> But but yeah, like it feels that that like granted Sanji will continue to do gross shit that feels dumb, but like that doesn't that feels against his character up to this point. Like there is a line that Sanji doesn't cross that that this uh confession seems to go against. But whatever. 
it's uh I'm sure in Oda's mind it's just a funny gag that uh you know it, it wouldn't it be funny if Sanji gets mad that um someone else has a fruit that lets him be hard eyes for women and Sanji would want it too. But yeah, like I feel like it would be like granted I I I know more about Sanji than you do at this point, but I feel like if he were to get a devil fruit, it would be something that like highlights the those good parts of him about not wanting anyone to go without food or something or like protecting people, not be a, a creepy asshole dickhole. Yeah, like uh like you know, Sanji, I, I know it's partially, it's to play into, like, the cook thing a little bit, how he's, like, fired up and everything, but I think him with, like, Ace's ability would, would kind of fit into that, because he could cook food anywhere kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, you think that would be the kind of fruit he'd be after, because yeah. well, he'd be able to cook wherever, nothing would stop. There's him. only one of each fruit, though. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what I'm saying. So, so like, yeah. If he, if he was after some kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but... Well, I wonder... Um, yeah, I wonder what other, like... I feel like there's some weirdly specific fruits, though. Yeah, th- something like that could probably fit in there. Mm-hmm. If, if, if there were any current straw hats that don't have double fruits that could later on, what, what would be your, your go-to pitch? Like, what do you think could be a, a cool evolution of a character that we have known and loved for 10 years? Uh, if you, I, I feel like it'd be either Sanji or Nami, and I think if you gave it to Nami, it'd be some kind of, like, it'd be, it'd just be, like, an extension of her wand. She'd have some kind of, like, weather wind control kind of mm-hmm. fruit, where basically her Like that her one time in Logatown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was, we still don't know. <laughs> I, I just imagine her, her, her getting a devil fruit would make her be, like, uh... She can just do wind waker things. <laughs> yeah, she can adjust the winds to however she wants. Yeah, well, I guess I th- we do know that that was dragon. We don't. We there. It has not been clearly defined what exactly dragon can do outside of the, yeah. the outside of the thing in Logatown happened. Um, yeah, but whatever that is, I think it would be cool if Nami could do that. I don't <laughs> think Zoro would want one. No. Um, I think Usopp would. Uh would consider it but then he'd be too scared of drowning so he'd be like yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah i want i have to wonder it'd have to be something like do you think Us- i feel like usopp would be he would take a zone type that could fly yeah i feel like that would i feel like that would accentuate his current shit but also usopp's just kind of good the way he is and uh this would be this is a this is like a five-hour Patreon discussion. Is figuring out what the fuck would happen to Frankie's body composition if he ate a devil fruit. God, I think about that so much. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah, who could say? I mean, that's the thing. Like, we know that like weapons can eat fruits for some reason. So surely a robot could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, that's just pretend this that conversation replaced us talking about this fight. <laughs> Yeah, I think what what I was what I was gonna say is Sanji like differentiates himself from Absalom basically by like saying, "Oh, he implying, oh, I'd turn invisible and spy on women, but I wouldn't touch them," which isn't much better. No, <laughs> it's better, but it's not like a good better. It's like hitting the bottom line. It is still a gross invasion of privacy. It is. Yeah. It is technically not as bad, but it is not necessarily better. <laughs> yeah. But sure, whatever, Sanji. Who fucking cares? You curly-eyed fuck. 
Um, I th- yeah, I, my note says I skipped most of this fight, but I think Sanji wins. And then later I realize uh, I guess of. it doesn't actually end because Absalom comes back. Yep, it's implied he wins, but then he then he just kind of like stands around for nine episodes. And you I don't guess see so. Yeah, he just stands there holding Nami. <laughs> yeah, he is holding Nami. He's trying to make sure that Absalom doesn't make her invisible so he can take her. Hopefully that doesn't happen in five episodes. Uh, anyways, Luffy still can't fight Anti Moria. Um, but he, I guess he finally lands one hit on Moria for real. Um, and it seems to hurt. So I guess all he has to do is actually hit him and it <laughs> yeah, should be that's fine. All you gotta do. He just has to, yeah, he's just an asshole. <laughs> then we cut back to Usopp who puts up a firewall and, uh, that finally gets him away from Kumasi and he's tracks down Perona, but wait a minute. She can fly. Oh, they fly now. They fly now. Yeah, I guess she has ghost powers. Yeah, she can she can fly, and then uh, then basically Usopp is like, oh no, I thought I was strong enough to beat her. Yeah, she was running away from me before, but but now, you know, you know what I I I thought was gonna happen with Usopp fighting her is that he was gonna get too confident, and that her ghost would be able to work. (laughs) That would that would have been cool too. I thought he was going to become a victim of his own hubris. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that would have been a good progression too. Um, that being said, I do very much like how this fight goes, which we will talk about more later because the next episode, three sixty, uh, no scope does not start with that. Uh, it starts with Luffy, and nothing happens. Then we go back to Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who he? I, this this is such an interesting choice that Usopp gives this big spiel about his great new kabuto weapon that he borrowed from his best friend soga king and god i miss soga king and he he talks this big deal about how like they're powered by dials and there's multiple different things they can do it's like the pajinko of of uh slingshot attacks and um and then he just never fucking lands a hit she's just she's a ghost and she can fly and then she's gone and he's like where'd she go and it's behind him but she's very big and then she's small again. <laughs> so who fucking... It's just... Gi- Giantess Perona. Yes. But uh, yeah, she can just change size and fly around and taunt him. Uh, and this, this exchange happens for a little bit before she sneaks up on him and puts her hands inside of his chest. Y- yeah. Scares the shit out of him. He's pretty <laughs> and, sure he's and, dead now. Yep. And she says what I think she's going to say she can do. She says she's going to slowly... And she's going to reach, she's just going to get closer and crush his heart. Damn. <laughs> but, uh... That, the, uh the, nope. the build up to that is very good. Um, yeah, and when she finally, we finally get the visual of her hands closing around his heart and it makes a <laughs> fart noise. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whoopee like, cushion. <laughs> and, uh, and then she's like, ah, oh, but I can't really do that, so... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he bonks his head because he, he got scared. Um, yep. And then this is where I know that her bluffs in scare tactics are a perfect match for Usopp. And um, yes, that's, they really that's are. what makes this this like uh, this such a good matchup is that a, a lot of what hers is doing is the, like psychological. Like mm-hmm. that's how we from the beginning she she makes those ghosts that make people negative and kind of like depressed. So her her fighting skill doesn't come from actual like fighting. It's just a psych- whole psychological thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what Usopp tries to do. 
he tries to tell people that there's just, a thousand soldiers around Yeah, him. it just doesn't work <laughs> unless people are... If if the th- Usually when he's up against people who are so much physically stronger than him, they're just like, eh, well, I'm just going to crush Usopp like a bug. Yeah. But then there's cases where, like, it does work. Like, it lands on... Like, it works on Perona. He he manages yeah. to, to, to back her into a corner. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so he learns that none of his attacks will work on her ghostly visage, uh, and now Kumasi is back and just starts beating the living shit out of him. Yeah, after after all her tiny ghosts are exploding on him, because oh, she yeah. can't physically touch him, but she makes the she can make ghosts smaller ghosts explode. Um, and he's like, what am I going to do? I'm the only one who can stand up to her power. And he's just thinking about that while the bear is just fucking... He wails on him for a while. Like... Yeah, she oh, states that uh, Kumasi is stronger than your average bear. Which is good. But yeah, he just fucking wails on Usopp. And my note here says, if only someone could come and save Usopp in this trying time. Oh man, this is this is so were you, good. Were you expecting <laughs> this to happen at any point ever? No. <laughs> it was it was like uh like an exciting wrestling moment because uh Usopp's sitting there, he's like down, he's like, I don't I just I need Soga King. What would Soga King do? Oh, I, I just I can't do this. What what would this what would my great best friend do? And then the music sting yeah. happens and, and I'm bouncing in my chair in the basement clapping, just like Yeah <laughs> Just just like I am when I'm watching wrestling and someone's music hits and they run down to the ring and start helping their friend. Mm-hmm. It's it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one like I guess One Piece does some have like like have like some really good music cues when fights are gonna happen, but like that Soga King theme just hits different. <laughs> well, it has it has that stinger because it just goes yeah, it's so good. What I mean, Soga King kind of has like wrestler energy. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, but his theme plays and he just whips around and he purifies that bear like it's nothing. Then Perona starts like. Prona calls him Goofy. I, I love Soga King being like, it's nice to meet you. This is the, yeah. this, this is the first time we've met. I'm Soga King. And she's just immediately like, you, you can't tell me you're a different person? Which I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, this is the first, like, I don't know how Soga King even got here so fast. Is Soga King so powerful he can navigate, he can navigate the Florian Triangle? Well, he's in your heart. Oh, shit, yeah, he can just... You can just pop up when uh, when when Perona grabbed Usopp's heart, she unlocked the secret of Soga King. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, she un- she opened up the door for him. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's uh... that's Usopp's nobody. <laughs> oh no! If you if you mix around the letters of Usopp and put an X in it, you get Soga King. <laughs> 
tracks. I'm not even going to try it out. I'm sure that's right. <laughs> Ugh. But Soga King uh, does a tactical retreat because he's very smart. And he talks. We see these, this scene where he's uh, talking to Usopp and telling him what to do. Um, yeah. Usopp's like, I don't know what to do, Soga King. And Soga King's like, you have to stand your ground. You have to do this. Um, and this scene is very funny. I think it says a lot about how Usopp copes with situations and solves problems. Um, and yeah. like Soga King points out to him that, hey, Perona was running away before, but as soon as you lost sight of her, now she's confident again. Now she has the upper hand again. What the fuck happened? I mean, Usopp's like, you're right. All of those things are true. What the fuck? But then um, Perona does more of her bomb ghosts and uh, knocks Soga King down. Uh, the mask slides across the floor, and now it's just Usopp alone. And he... Soga King is spirit went back in, into Usopp's heart. Yeah. He, or maybe it's in the mask. Maybe it's like Jim Carrey's the mask. <laughs> no! <laughs> Soga King voice somebody stop me. <laughs> oh, uh, that might be the worst thing we've ever done. It's up there. Um... <laughs> Uh, Usopp's on his, on, on his own He starts to put it together though And he looks around and he sees a door He sees a door to a room In, in the middle of these uh, Pillars, he just happens to be at the right Particular spot to see it He decides he's going to attack that door To find the real Perona My Perona That song's fucking bad By the way, I keep making yeah, that joke I just want to make it clear that that song's gross and bad <laughs> It just also. I don't think I've ever paid attention to the song. Just yeah, I'm the sure the lyrics good. are gross as shit. <laughs> and the girl it's about is like a teenager. It's it's a well documented uh, tragedy as far as I am concerned. Oh. But it's catchy as hell, which is why the Weird Al uh, version, my Bologna, is uh, just a a jam because it's not problematic in any way. It's just about baloney. <laughs> Anyways, episode three sixty one. We we reveal that uh Perona the Perona's actual body is behind that door. There's just a bed in that room alone, and Perona's there. Uh, and I guess I guess then like her ghost, like her body doesn't move. So I guess she can make herself come out of it like a ghost, which is interesting. Yeah, it's not like one of her I... ghosts looks like her. It's like she herself comes out of that body, which is very similar to uh, Redacted. That's that's a joke just for people who've seen the rest of this show. <laughs> Anyways, um, he just has to get one good attack, I guess. He just has yep. to finish the job. and um, Which uh, fails to do. Absolutely fucking beefs it. Uh, we cut back to Luffy, and yeah, you know what's happening. Uh, Oars is walking. He gets his hat back. That's pretty dope. Um, and then we check back in on Robin and Chopper, who are just not doing so well yeah it's not not going too well for those for them they're attempting to purify uh the penguin and the scary samurai man mm -hmm. but it's not working it's not working um they almost get jigoro which is zoro's zombie um but sanji kicks robin and chopper's like what she's a woman and uh i guess that's the reveal that the Shadows are settling more into their zombies and are, are losing some of those traits. Yeah. My note here just says Oars be walking. So I guess we cut back to <laughs> Oars be walking. 
Yep, he be walking. He uh he wants to fire off some cannons for a salute. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I don't think that ever happens. <laughs> nope. He's just like he's walking around, zombies were and then he's like, hmm, I gotta go help out that Moria guy, actually. Yeah, he he, 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 he remembers his existence, his purpose. <laughs> we cut back to Usopp's fight. My note here just says Usopp beats a big zombie. I don't remember the zombie showing up. Does it just cut back to it being there, or do we see her summon it and, like, fight? Uh, no, he he just kind of, a zombie hippo pops up, and, uh, because she's, like, uh, she tries to blow him up, but he absorbs it, uh, with a dial, and then, uh, a zombie hippo just pops up behind him, and then he uses the Im- impact dial on him, which causes Perona to be like, oh god, he's really strong, actually. And then it cuts to him being like, oh god, I think my arm's gonna break in half. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he does win. And um, yep. that surprises Perona. And uh, he finally goes to attack her actual real body. But um, but but the attack is bugs? Yeah. When? So, so she's like stuck to the bed. I don't remember how that happened. So he Usopp reveals to her that what he did was uh he he didn't actually miss with his attack. He lied about which attack he was using, which is a, a an incredibly meta Sheldon joke. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, it was like I yelled they, the wrong attack name on purpose. <laughs> which they just they just let go by, no problems. I mean it's funny. <laughs> even, I, like, sitting on I, it. I skipped, I guess, just enough to just be confused. <laughs> And then uh, he he shoots another ball at her, but it just like bounces off her and cracks open to reveal cockroaches, oh, no. which he which uh, she thinks are disgusting and are, and is terrified of. Fair. And then to to make it even worse, Usopp pulls out a ten ton hammer. Damn, he got stronger since the last <laughs> time he had a definitely real hammer. <laughs> and he uh he he's yelling. That he's using his Usopp hammer, like golden hammer strike attack or something ridiculous like that. Mm -hmm. Even though she's pleading not to, uh, that she'll leave his friends alone. Don't kill me, please. Mm -hmm. Which Usopp is just, he's, he's had enough of her shit and swings this hammer over his head, smashes her and, uh, it just pops and she like blacks out. Yeah, it's just a, just a balloon. (laughs) The stress. (laughs) It's it's so funny. It's like, yeah, who can scare the other one into unconsciousness yeah. first? And Usopp's like, wow, that was a, that was kind of overacting for a bunch of toys, huh? Yeah. Um. <laughs> the title of this episode is the the you and Uso is the you and Usopp, which I think I've said before on the show that Uso is like lie in Japanese. Um, mm. which is you know good character, good name. His name includes lie. He's got a long nose like Pinocchio. It's great. Um, but the, I, I was watching this on, on the old Crunchyroll, and, uh, the, t- the, the translated title was, uh, the, the you and Usopp is the same you that's an untruthful. And I'm like, I guess that's a good localization. It feels like a mouthful. <laughs> Un- untruthful is a, is a, a, a choice that does start with you and does mean lie. But, uh, anyways, he did it. I'm proud of my boy. There's a there's a wrestling tag team called the Usos. Hmm. Do they lie a lot? No. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they're uh they're Samoan, and oh. I think it, it's a reference to some like Samoan word called Us that they used to refer to like friend. Okay. Nice. That's also very cool. 
But it, it's funnier now to think of it as they're just two liars <laughs> <laughs> that lie about being brothers, mm. <laughs> even though they're twins. So like, oh wow, they're definitely they're definitely brothers. But <laughs> definitely brothers. Yeah, <laughs> it's funnier to be to, now to think that they just lie about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Absolutely, depends on uh depends on the culture that is watching it. I guess on uh, what yeah. the word means. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, Usopp is the better liar between these two and he wins and we cut to Zoro and Ryuma fighting. Um, my note literally says, I feel like I missed something because I, you did. It's an, it's intentionally missing something, but, uh, Zoro <laughs> falls They're They're fighting on top of a roof. Zoro, yeah. Zoro falls down, seemingly defeated. Ryuma's fucking on fire and, uh, uh, Frankie and Brooke are watching and Frankie's like, what did that samurai say? And Brooks like, it ultimately means this fight is over. And then, uh, that's the big cliffhanger. And, uh, 362, we get to see the actual fight that led up to that. And, um, (laughs) it's good. I I mean, there's not a ton of uh, notes other than they destroy the building and end up on the roof as a result. And then, and then that thing that we just watched happens, but like, it's a good fight. It's just, yeah. when, When it comes to Zoro fights, it's mainly just, they use their swords. There's never really, like, big <laughs> reveals or, like, new techniques the way that, like, oh, Luffy did this with his rubber power. <laughs> it's just they swing the swords. They fight Zoro wins. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my, my, my Kingdom Hearts catchphrase infects this show. <laughs> I, I was tempted to say Zoro wins, but this isn't a Zelda podcast. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I t- never let me podcast about Zelda. <laughs> On that wonderful note, um, do, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about with the fight? It's just they do big attacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I do. The the things to highlight from this is Ryoma asking him, why do you have three swords? Oh. <laughs> like, why why did you do this? Two like, wasn't enough. I fight, I fight with the three sword style. Oh, oh. never heard of it. <laughs> okay, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's interesting that the... Uh, attack Zoro uses has dragon in the name and yeah. Ryuma is from uh the uh, is a samurai who is his legend has it he slayed a dragon that's really neat mm-hmm. I do like that when they finish the battle instead of it having like a dramatic like one falls over dead or anything Ryuma's just like oh I lost well <laughs> yeah y- you bested me yeah, I have think, my sword I think they're trying to sell like the the samurai honor of his character um because when when he wins the reason he's on fire is because he lost like they they kind of they kind of pull one over on you where he's like he went fucking super sane and killed zoro shit but uh in reality (laughs) they they do their big attacks at each other zoro you know does take some damage and fall fucking way down there uh but ryuma gets like one cut on him and it does enough damage and um i don't know if i I was waiting for zoro to be like "Ah, i had salt on my sword or some shit (laughs) <laughs> but he just does a real good cut and uh yeah it starts to like the a blue fire starts to come from it and light him up sure why not and then um he's like yes this is this is the end of me i have lost the battle and that's when brooks like oh i guess the fight's over cool um it's actually a good thing that i said this and uh he goes over to zoro and he's like this this sword belonged to a great person before me it's uh it's called shisui and he's like, I think it would be good with you. And throws it down to Zoro. The visual of him catching it, I just love the framing of that shot. It's just good. And then the yeah. the shadow comes out of Ryuma, goes back to Brook. He is so fucking stoked. 
Um, he says, I'm touched. I'm moved. I'm, I, I am a new man. And uh, he's like, it's been five whole years, but I did it. So that's one down, one shadow down. Certainly we'll get the other two soon, uh, or the other three. And um, after he gets the sword, Zoros uh, says, like, I'll act like this battle never happened, samurai of the Wano kingdom. Wonder if that place will come up again. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. I, I like Brooke dancing around with, it, with, his, with the skeleton and uh, Frankie being like, well, what the fuck do you expect? It's your shadow. Like, yeah, your shadows, of course, is going to follow your yeah. your actions. Yeah, he's like, oh, it looks just <laughs> like me. He's like, I've been spent five oh, yeah. years. I don't know what but shadows my, are like anymore. When I was explaining Brooke to my brother, he's like, I thought you were afraid of skeletons. Like, he's funny like Sans. Mm. That's the, yeah. He makes he makes bad jokes like Sans. I, I forgot that that would be a that that would be a thing that you'd have to explain to him. <laughs> I I I explained the entire crew to him. Okay, good. <laughs> he just asked questions like, "What's that guy do? Ah, uh, why is he made of rubber? <laughs> why, why is that? Bo- it, he's a cyborg powered by cola. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, he's made of rubber, and your brother's like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> well, yo ho ho. <laughs> Yo ho ho! He took a bite of gum. Gum. Oh, that's a good edit. That needs to happen. So remix. So that's the end of that fight. Ryuma's gone. That was pretty quick. And uh, we cut back to Usopp, who's happy that he did something. Uh, he's excited to brag about it, but he is cut off, or rather, the way he's running. Some other zombies are running towards him, trying to looking for Perona. Uh, and he gets out of the way and hides his face behind a picture frame. It's really funny. Ha ha. <laughs> and, um, and then we see Ors do another Gatling attack at some general zombies, which I think is literally just reused animation, down to the point where he says, gum gum, while well, I'm not actually made of rubber, Gatling gun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hildon shows up and is like, hey, quit it. And then Ors is like, hey, wait a minute, and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> that yeah that's when he's going back to moria i think and uh we see luffy talking to moria and he's like i want to fight you and that's when they really like lay out like i'm gonna be pirate king without doing anything and luffy's like fuck you i will be pirate king and i will do it myself with my friends because that is where true power comes from my friends much like my friend sora once said my friends are my power can't wait till sora goes to the one piece world in kingdom hearts 5 oh. I can't wait. That's gonna be it's so gonna good. be really good. Who, what who, would, ha- um... who has the stronger friendship strength? Yeah. Uh, good question. I mean, like, te- See, I would, liter- I would assume li- that think... Sora has probably made more friends overall. He's, yeah, well, I, I guess I don't know. I, I think the number of places Luffy has gone might counter the number of worlds Sora has been in. <laughs> and the thing is, like, Luffy will go to a place and meet like ten important characters. Sora will meet like three. And they're Disney characters, but I don't know. That's a, I would I would love to see the math on the on the situation. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks. <laughs> We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not!
is Thunder Kiss 65, the best white zombie song. Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 <laughs> Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. So, we've got two episodes left to cover today. Uh, 363 is... We're getting back into uh, Chopper's fight. He really hates Hogback. He's talking about what's what's the wording of it. He's they're they're arguing about science and ethics, and uh, Hogback's like, "Oh, I'm just a better doctor. I bring people back to life." And Chopper's like, "This isn't life, you fucking sicko. The, yeah. This is a crime against humanity." And uh, Hogback's like, no, it's not. I'll prove it to you by kicking Sindri. And he kicks her to the ground. And I hate it. I hate this whole sequence. Yeah, it really sucks. It sucks real bad. They they make Hogback go from being this this weirdo guy who you don't want to look at to this weirdo guy you don't want to look at, and he sucks shit and needs to die immediately. Yeah, like, they really just fucking turn it to 11. I'm just like, maybe we should make someone else gross like Absalom. <laughs> <laughs> clearly we need more of this really you know what we, we weren't convinced that he was bad let's make him more bad anyways oh yeah he kicks Sindri down and explains um also my note here is that it's literally her whole character is how she doesn't listen to him but then they're just like never mind she's completely subservient and that's like her whole existence is that she listens to him and I'm yeah. like what show have I been watching? This is such a like <laughs> I if 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 you want to do this gross turn like it's I'm going to be complaining about it regardless because or well I mean he's, he's a bad guy he's going to do bad things it's just it's it's the how many times have we had to have the talk on this show where it's like yeah they're bad guys they do bad things but also you know certain violence against women is like actually pretty like <laughs> done in in real life and these things perpetuate certain images this is this has that, but it's also Sindri doesn't listen to him. That's like her biggest thing is that she hates him. Yeah. And then when he kicks her, she's like, "All right, yeah, I'll do what you say." And then uh, continues to do it. She says for the rest of this fight up until a, another turn. But uh, he reveals the history of Sindri in that uh, she she used to you know the actual Sindri used to be an actress, which like I guess you know we knew from the the shrine like i remember we were like yeah hey, what's up with that but which he reveals is his room in a creepy voice yeah i'm just like okay i mean sure there's no bed in there <laughs> so weird room she used to be an actress he she was a patient of his uh he was he was you know obsessed with her and then i was waiting for it to be like she died because of him but she just conveniently also died just like oh yeah that was actually just an accident on stage i I was I was expecting like because he he was heartbroken that she already had a man in her life. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, uh yeah he he rephrases it as she rejected my proposal, but in reality, <laughs> he just stood there with flowers and she had a fiance. 
nothing actually I, happened. I, I, He's just a dumbass man. Who yeah. he still has the fucked up weird stitches around his face yeah. even before he, he already he already had weird. stitches on his head. The uh, also the way that the, this the flashback things... is framed makes her seem like way younger than him, which is like an extra layer of gross. Yeah, don't like that. Like it, it, it made it seem like she was like maybe like twenty. Yeah, because... and I mean I don't know how old he's supposed to be because he looks exactly the fucking same. Uh, yeah. and he's that a was doctor. like ten years ago, I think he said. Yeah, they say they happened. say ten years ago. I, I'm probably gonna just get mad when I look up these ages. Twenty four at death, so there was a ten a ten year gap. Okay, so um, not 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 as uh not as bad as I was expecting, but it's still like a yeah. gap. When he would have been 35 at death. Her death, not his death. I wish he died <laughs> at 35. <laughs> Me too. Skip this whole arc. Yeah, I was expecting there to be some, like, weird implication that he killed her. Or That's what I was waiting for. Some, like... Or I was even expecting him to be, like, extra nice guy on it. And, like, then his... Then her shitty fiancé killed her. Mm. Just kind of, like... I was the good guy. I wouldn't do a bad thing to her like he did. No, honestly, with all that shit, like the way they set up the, wait a minute, this Sendry died in an accident? Like, I was waiting for them to just be like, yeah, so I yeah. killed her. I'm real bad. But no, he's just like, I was obsessed with her. And then weirdly, she died. So I was <laughs> bummed about that. Not only could I not have her, but now I really can't have her. Okay. All right. But then, surprise, Moria approaches him. With his uh his gang of bad guys and says, "Hey, weird doctor man, make me some Mario's." So he does, Wahoo. and he's like, "Wait a minute! If you're gonna bring dead people back to life with my help, let me resurrect a GF." So he goes and digs <laughs> up Sindri, uh, has a real creepy, gross laugh about it, and then um the first thing she says when she comes back is, "I hope all plates didn't exist," and. He's like, I don't care about her personality as long as she's still hot. And I'm like, man, I hate him so much. He's real bad. That's, I mean, that's it. That's the whole backstory. And Chopper is just as mad as I am. <laughs> yeah. Chopper makes like a, a pretty, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for to, to describe. But the argument he makes for why Hogback isn't really bringing people back to life. He's just reanimating bodies because basically they don't have free will. That's what makes you alive and and human is yeah. control, which n none of the zombies have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like all you're doing is making, you know, people suffer as a result. And um, yeah. he's right. He's like, I don't even consider you a doctor. So um, he he tries to purify Sindri. He yells, so yeah, he yells all that stuff about like free will, and it seems to like affect all the zombies in the room. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, not quite enough, though, because the Zoro zombie and Sanji zombie still, like, stop him from purifying Sindri. We'll, we'll see Sindri be more effective in a second, but my note here says that the Zoro-Sanji dynamic finally ruins everything. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment, because they clash just as you would expect them to. That's what Hogback couldn't have predicted. Yep, Hogback says to clear the pests in there. And they think of each other as pests. Sure do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they're, they're fighting. Uh, Robin tricks Hog back into making them jump out of a window. And he's like, oh, I'll, sure, jump out of a window. He's, like, so confident about it. And then they're like, okay. And then they race to jump out of a window. 
and classical music plays, like that fucking one episode of Evangelion. <laughs> it's very strange. They did have shadows of their friends, but uh, Chopper's like, well, Luffy will beat Moria and it'll be fine. So don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> uh, sure. So now that they're going to come beat the shit out of Hogback, uh, Hogback begs Sindri for help, but she can't move. She yeah. starts crying. Yeah. Weird. It's scary. It is. A little bit. Just like unnerving. Uh, like she, she's, there's something inside of her that's fighting back and we're hoping desperately that she doesn't have to listen to this awful asshole ever again. Yeah, and it's it's so strange to like they're like wait a minute, like could could 10 years uh, like after dying could there still be a part of the actual person in there after this reanimation? And Robin's like I don't think any book in the world is going to tell you the truth or, of like whether or not that's true or not. But um yeah, yeah she's crying, she's like she says I can't move like when she's trying to do the thing that Hogback tells her to do. Um but then she starts to stumble forward like she's like able to actually help um and yeah it, it's implying that like the soul of the real Sindri is trying to stop the shadow from controlling the the mario <laughs> sure uh it is a, yeah the implications of just like yeah why not <laughs> it's very strange <laughs> yeah that's happening and uh before we see how that fight ends we see that ors is coming back to moria finally and luffy is gonna meet his zombie <laughs> He's gonna meet himself. Imagine two Luffy's hanging out. I'm, we already made the your mom lets you have two Luffy's joke, right? <laughs> I think we saw. I think so. What's even funnier is as soon as I'm done recording, I have hot dogs waiting for me. Hell yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I hope your mom lets you have two. <laughs> oh, so the last episode of today's uh, recap adventure is three sixty four. Or is this coming? Then he don't stop coming. <laughs> Sindri is still crying, and I guess it's it's either Robin or Chopper who says the the owner of her body is trying to resist. Which the owner of her body is a weird way to say her, the actual Sindri. <laughs> yeah. Um. They're like, ah, could the soul still be there? Who could say a, a, a soul still burns? I might. I also wrote this is all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still like sort of listening to Hogback. And Robin's like, well, I was hoping for a miracle, but oh well. And then just traps her with hands and arms. Yeah. And Chopper grabs Hogback and she, er, Chopper's like, all right, Robin, do the thing. And she makes, <laughs> I love this so much. You, you can describe it. It's so good. This is, I was so excited for this. Uh, feet start, start popping out the bottom of Chopper's feet, which is a... Uh, Kind of terrifying. Yeah, visual, it, uh, yeah. I but... guess. Yeah, we're so excited about these feet. <laughs> Ro Ro Robin keeps adding different pairs of feet under Chopper's to make him just shoot into yeah. the sky. Yeah. And I realize as soon as Chopper's way up there, the way that Chopper is holding Hog back is he's a gonna suplex. Do some kind, of, some kind of crazy fucking suplex, and that's what he says he's gonna do to him. And, yeah, he calls and, it Robin, Robbie Cho, like Robin, Robin Chopper Suplex. And uh, Hogback's like, no, if you if you do that to me, my genius brain will crack out. Good, fucking on, die on the, onto the ground, and I'm I'm too smart and a gift to the world to be able to ha for that to happen to me. Fucking eat shit, bitch. 
die. <laughs> Fuck you, Hogback. Yeah. Uh, we don't see how that suplex ends quite yet. No, it, it's very disappointing. Yeah, I, oh, I wish it landed. It, it deserved to land. It's such a good move. Spoilers. But uh, we cut back to Luffy, who finally sees oars, and it seems like that shadow has finally settled in uh, because yeah. he's listening to Moria, and Luffy's offended that his shadow would listen to Moria. <laughs> yeah. I would be too. Yeah. Moria tells him that he has pictures of all the straw hats on his wrist. He does. All the wanted posters are there. And he's like, all right, take him out. And he looks at it. And he looks up at Luffy. And he's like, oh, there's one. <laughs> and he just slams his head down into him. Yep. He, he does gum 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 no bell. What was, uh, was no stretchy. Yep. No stretchy, which is a headbutt. Yeah. But he's still very large, and it can still do uh, a lot of destruction. <laughs> yes. Um, and we immediately, like, everyone's been so separated and doing all these different things. We are immediately faced with the size of ores makes it so he just affects all of them at once. Like, he is yeah. just, he just makes, like, two steps, and suddenly he has ruined everyone's day. Because <laughs> uh, he, he does that headbutt. And oh yeah, Moria runs away and says like "have fun." Uh, but he does that headbutt, and his head flies into the room that we were just in with Chopper and Hogback. Ruins the suplex, unfortunately. Um, but Hogback does still get crushed by a rock, so that's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're separated now. Hogback and Sindri are on a lower floor. Hogback is begging Sindri for help, but she can't move. Chopper and Robin just fucking leave. Um, yeah. Fine, good. Uh, and then I, I skipped ahead like a minute and I just, and where I skipped to in the episode is just like Usopp screams for a split second and then a big punch comes in. <laughs> just very, very funny. I, I don't think I'll ever recreate such pure joy again, but yeah. So Orz is just, just making a, just fucking everybody up. He sees, he does look at his wrist and is like, well, that guy's not on it, so Usopp's safe. <laughs> yeah. Usopp doesn't have a wanted poster, and I'm... And Soga King's not there, so yeah. he's safe, too. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Thank, that joke to also make Sanji safe next time. Uh Oh, that joke did happen already. Yeah, it did happen where uh, Moria didn't know who Absol Sanji was. It also happened when he confronted Absalom, because uh, when he got to there, I, I just remembered this. He's like, huh, that guy didn't have a wanted poster. Oh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He also makes a joke about Sanji's strength level by saying, like, well, you didn't get a general zombie like your friend Zoro did. So you can't be <laughs> that strong. <laughs> so he's just making his way downtown, and he kicks through the the wedding ceremony area, too. Uh, just long enough to distract Sanji, so now Nami is invisible and kidnapped again. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> but that's, that's Aura's fucking, like, takes five steps and kills everybody. We cut back to Frankie and Brooke, who are arguing about hairstyles, uh, which is a fun exchange. Frankie being like, well, why don't you have a fucking pompadour? And Brooke's like, nah, I think I'm good with the nafro. <laughs> um, Zoro admires his new sheath that he has his uh, cursed sword in. And then uh, they all notice the big shaky uh, where Ors just breaks out of the fucking castle. Uh, Sanji's on the ground in front of him. It kind of implies that he gets stepped on. But he doesn't. Yeah. It feels like that's what's happening. Because right? I did have a note that said Sanji gets stepped on, but not the way he wanted. Um, <laughs> but then later, he's just perfectly fine. So I guess that's just a, 
uh, the visual conveyance either was supposed to scare us or I just read it wrong. I think a little bit of both. Maybe. Luffy's now chasing Moria. So he's still not in the group of everybody else. Um, we, this, this, this is where it's setting up of what's to come. This is like, this is our stopping point of just like, all right, here's the, here's the new ground floor. Luffy's yeah. chasing Moria. Ors is, you know, out in the open and pretty much every straw hat now has nothing to do except for deal with Ors. Um, except for Nami who was kidnapped by Absalom. He's laughing. He's still in the chapel with her. Some zombies are talking about Perona. They want to get her out of there into safety, but she's still knocked out. Usopp is up on a bridge and sees he he like sees Ors that he has all the wanted posters on his arms and he's like, "Oh fuck. Ors is coming for us specifically." <laughs> and uh he meets up with Chopper and Robin up there. So like that groups together. We so I guess yeah, we have two groups of 3. Sanji's on his own. Nami's captured, Luffy's chasing Moria, and Ors yells, "Come out, Straw Hat crew!" And Zoro says, "This should be fun." <laughs> so that's where Zoro's gonna have fun. Yeah, I mean, he already knows he can't cut cut it, so I don't know what he thinks he's gonna do. Because like we know, we know that it's gonna take a lot of salt to purify it. So either they yeah. hold off Ors while Luffy beats Moria, or I mean. I I don't I don't know <laughs> I I don't know what what feet could purify ores, and I'm saying this is someone who just kind of doesn't remember. I'm not even being facetious for you. I just don't remember what the fuck happens. <laughs> I know how this arc ends, but by that I mean I know what happens after all the bad guys are beaten. I don't know how the bad guys are beaten though. Uh, Zoro decides to win. You're right. That's probably is what happens. <laughs> like like always on this show. Uh, for the past probably year, I'd guess. Um, I I will ask Jory their future predictions uh, after we do. We've been our doing plugs. that for almost two years. Uh, God, has it been that long? I don't remember. Uh, when, I don't remember when I started water doing seven. this bit. The the I predict I think was around the start of Water Seven. Mm. Okay, we've been in Water Seven for what feels like an eternity. Feels yeah. like we're still in Water Seven. <laughs> like a year goes when we recorded the f- the first. I think. I saw something in in like a Facebook. No, I was looking at my recorded files. I think that's the first Ennis Lobby episode we did was like a year ago. Okay. Well, who could say? Surely not me, someone who could just look at the podcast feed. But <laughs> What's that? Anyways, yeah, I will ask that question after we do some plugs. But first, we will do said plugs. Jory, where could people find you on the internet? You can follow me online at on Twitter. You can find me there where uh What's what's your Twitter handle? You just type in No I'm Jory into the Twitter search bar and you can find me, Jory. You're not and Jory. You can see all my Jory's all my good Jory. tweets. Uh, I sure am Jory. <laughs> and uh anyone who tries to tell you otherwise is wrong. And uh you if someone does try and tell you that they're Jory, you let me know mm-hmm. and I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> and um and if you listen to that Stampede episode, it's been taken care of. <laughs> and uh, or tweet, you, you can see me tweet about stuff as, that I'm doing, or uh, if there's something new I've put out, like uh, podcasts, because I do multiple here on the Orange Groves. There's one 
about wrestling and one about King of the Hill. Both things everyone should watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm uh, wrestling, so... <laughs> Enjoy is a strong word. It's something you, you, if something catches your interest, you should give it a peek. Sure. That's how I'll put wrestling. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Good, good word choice there. (laughs) I I think that's all I have right now. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. I make a myriad of other podcasts. Uh, Hopefully by this time I'm asleep uh, because Extra Life has been completed. Um, and I will. And I then will, you rest until the next. Video yeah, I, I hibernate for two months. <laughs> but uh, I, I make a bunch of other shows. You can find at the the Orange Grows dot com. Um, go go check some of them out. Uh, if you if you stopped by Extra Life, thanks for stopping by. I you we Jory and I I think I've just made a trend of recording episodes days before we hang out in person. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like yeah, I do get to see you in three days, so that's cool. I'm stoked on all all the things that are going to be happening, but um, yeah, go go. I don't know, just go to theorangegoes dot com and just just pick a show, any show. I don't even have to be on it. I'll still it'll still be cool. Just do it for me. <laughs> they're they're good. I think we'll have another a new actual play on the sh- on the network soon. I say that not knowing exactly when this episode's coming out, but chances <laughs> are it is out. So let's go take a let's go take a peek. So, um, oh, and I think Wikipedia has come out since the last time that we recorded, um, the last episode, uh, yeah, I, it might've come up on the Stampede episode. I don't remember now, but, um, yeah, uh, if you listen to the Stampede episode and you liked Andrew uh, and you want to hear him talk about horror movies, he's too scared to actually watch, um, Wikipedia is the show for you. Andrew's great. Uh, and, uh, also speaking of Andrew, support us on Patreon, because uh, our commentary track this month is going to be the sixth One Piece movie, uh, Baron Omatsuri. It's, I don't know, Secret Island or some shit. It's a really good fucking movie. I'm so stoked to watch it again. Uh, Jory and I are going to be watching it with Andrew because he likes that movie quite a bit. Um, and we'll be doing that in just a few days. It might already, it might be on the Patreon before this is. Chances are it is because it's an easier edit. But yeah, you can uh, you can get episodes early and our bonus stuff at just a dollar a month. Uh, we we appreciate all the support. Insert names of whomst who did it here <laughs> for the month. <laughs> Thank you to Adam, Andrew, Clueless Wanderer, Damian, Jay Harkins, Cat, another Cat, Kyle, Martin, Stephen, and Ricky the Dirty Kid for supporting us on Patreon. You can follow the show on Twitter at WeAreWatchingOP. Um, I should probably also say the Patreon is patreon.com slash WeAreWatchingOP. Those are in the show notes as well. Yeah, I guess that's it. So I, I, I will now turn over to my good friend, Jewelry, and say, what do you think's going to happen next time? In the next, um, actually, I can tell you right now, because I, 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 I picked out the episodes we're going to watch for the next two years. Uh, I just did it all and I just did it all in one go. So next time we will be watching 365 through 375. So in the next 10 episodes, what do you think is going to happen? Well, real quick, you can, uh, if you, if you, if you want to make it for the, instead of the next two years, the next year, oh, like shit, over yeah. the Patreon, you can shorten it. We can get to whatever this new world thing that I'm sure doesn't <laughs> fucking matter even sooner. So here's the thing. If you want us to get to the new world in March of 2021, 
don't do anything. <laughs> but if you want us to get to get there sooner, uh, you, we we do have a a Patreon goal of uh of making us do two episodes a month. Um, I I I hope I, it'll be a lot more work for us. <laughs> but um, I think like so some of my shows are wrapping up, so I do think it will be very feasible <laughs> if we hit that goal soon. So it's, it's the power is in your hands. <laughs> Jory, oh. Jory and Joe need your help. Get your parents' credit card number and the three numbers on the back. In order to finish one piece sooner. But yeah, we do. Why well, I I did make a list of just like all the episodes of the time skip and just like segmented them out into good at like good good chunks for us to cover. And there's a uh, yeah, I I I marked out that uh March of 2021 is when we do uh up to 516 which is the uh the last episode before the time skip so hmm. which um who's who knows if the new world is actually the first thing that happens at the time skip <laughs> who could say <laughs> well if uh he, here's what i think is gonna happen all right later, i then. feel like so what they're gonna do is they establish that that if ors drinks too much salt water he'll be purified so what i think is gonna happen is they're gonna they're gonna like Scooby Doo trap, get him to trip and fall into, into, so that they basically in a way that allows them to just funnel water into his mouth, which is gonna purify him, giving Luffy his uh his shadow back, and then the Luffy's gonna gum gum rocket over to the th- the Thousand Sunny as uh Ors bursts like a balloon. And uh, drowns all the bad guys on Thriller Bark, getting everyone else's shadows back. They all fucking die. The end. <laughs> yep. Well, that's that's a, that's a that's a great theory. We'll we'll see if any of it actually happens next time. <laughs> on we are watching One Piece, and until then, <laughs> to be to be continued. Hi, I'm Theo, and this is LGB Time Machine, an LGBTQ history podcast. In each episode, I'll research and then discuss a topic or time period or person that's relevant to LGBTQ history, and hopefully this will encourage more people to look into our history. So far, I've done a broad overview of the persecution of LGBTQ folks in the U.S., talked about the homophile movement, the Lavender Scare, LGBTQ bars, and looked at some of the riots and events leading up to and including Stonewall. Tune in to the Orange Groves Network to learn some cool facts about LGBTQ history that you might not have known before.